Hey everybody, thanks for staying with us into our guest segment. This is Dave Hodges, and you're listening to The Common Sense Show, of course, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we got a couple people to keep the lights on for you here and want to acknowledge them. One is, well, it's something you should be doing every day. Food shortages are here. My wife and sister, when they've made purchases of meat, have already discovered it. We see it in the fast food places. Food inflation is uh, growing out of control. I'm getting daily reports on this. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time that you collect food. You go by your store, stop, buy food. But you also need storable food, one, because we have quality, and two, there's diversity in food. You'll habituate to the same food if you eat the same thing over and over. So this is one of the reasons why you need MPS, and there's 25-year shelf life, and there's not been a price increase since we had a sale on in January before the COVID crisis started. So it's a great opportunity, folks, to stock up and do so inexpensively. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And if you have food, you have to have water. And we have good water filtration. The documentation for how good this is is at waterwithdave.com, 40% off. You'll not have trouble finding standing water in a crisis. You'll have trouble finding drinking, <laughs> drinkable standing water. And I got to tell you, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, the Naval War College says on the fifth day of a crisis, waterborne illnesses become the number one cause of death. So this product could save a lot of lives. So you've got the food, preparewithdave.com. You got the water with waterwithdave.com. And now we have Bob Griswold with dave.com. And we're going to be talking about an emergency situation that has arisen in Minneapolis. And uh, Bob and I spoke briefly on the phone last evening and we decided we needed to get something out on this as soon as possible. Bob, we're talking at this ungodly hour, but I want to thank you for coming on because this is such an important topic. Well, it's ungodly for you. It's just uncomfortable for me. <laughs> and, I, and I do have a cup of coffee in front of me, so that does kind of like absolve a lot of the uh, the early hour issues. So well, you know, here's our three-hour difference, okay? You have your cup. I have my pot. <laughs> I have my pot of coffee. Well, if you've seen my cups, you know, they're kind of um, large. Yes. So, um, uh, you know, I, I, just as a side note, I do have a ceramic shop on my property, and I do make my own coffee mugs, so I get to choose how big they are. And my wife looks at them, and she goes, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, when they say one cup of coffee a day, I don't think they had that in mind, you know? So, anyhow. but um, there's, they, wor there's worse vices, Bob. <laughs> yeah, there are. Um Anyhow, you know, Dave, you know, I, I, it, it, it is what we see unfolding before us right now. Um, you know, just this cacophony of just situations developing that are all designed to destroy the integrity of the United States of America. And I want to, I want to start this program by saying, you know, gosh. I understand, at least as, 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 as a white guy who's never been racially prejudiced against, I, I, I can understand the dynamics of what they face in seeing this type of abuse perpetrated upon them. Um, th this man was murdered. I mean, it, what, the, what the picture doesn't show, the picture shows the one guy sitting on his neck or kneeling on his neck, you know, right across his carotid artery his face down on pavement and two other guys that a lot of people don't know one was basically sitting on his chest and one was restraining his legs sitting on his legs and you know 
you watch this, and it has to be just absolutely infuri- it's infuriating to everyone who has any sense of justice whatsoever. The man was handcuffed. Where is he going to go, and what is he going to do? He's handcuffed. And, and so, Dave, this, this, is a, this is a crime that we see being repeated over and over again. And it's just not only in the black community. Um, I, I, watched video, I watched a video of a guy coming out of a hotel room, and the SWAT team had showed up, and he was crawling on his knees with his hands high in the air, and his pants were coming down because he didn't have a belt on. And he, he went to pull his pants up, and they sh- shot him point, almost point blank with an AR-15. Over and over again, we're seeing these acts of just this brutality by police, and I think you know we talk so much about the the indoctrination of TV and those types of things, and we've seen video after video after video where you know police are basically you know the the judge, jury, and executioner type movies all in one, and you know that has a brainwashing effect upon people. You know the the, the cop goes in, he sees the bad guy, he takes the bad guy out. You know you know. No, no judge, no jury, nothing. And, and, and this has appealed to a certain group of people who have become police officers today and are now out there thinking that's what they are. They're the Rambo cop. We, we can decide your fate. And you just look at the amount of police officers that are obeying unconstitutional edicts from governors to restrict the free speech the free movement of people today because of this COVID thing, and you start to paint a picture over and over again that the police forces need to weed these people out. I, I saw a, 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 a post by a police officer that said, don't, please don't judge all police officers by this one man. My, I have two good friends that are police officers, Dave, but I will say this, don't judge all police officers by this man. This man has, I think, was written up at least a dozen complaints against him for excess violence. Where were the good police officers when he was doing all this? How come they're not telling this guy, get off the force or get your act straight? How come this, this guy is allowed to continue doing what he's doing? And this is the thing, as, as, a, as a nation forsakes the principles of the Bible, of, of, of the, the respect for humanity, the rights of man that God gave us, we see coming about this absolute disregard for life that these, and it goes all the way from abortion to euthanasia at the end, and in between everything we see, just violence perpetrated against each other. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's racial violence, marital violence, all these different types of violence we see, violence against children, violence against the unborn. And violence against the innocent, violence against people in general. Uh, we see all this being perpetrated because we have forsaken the fact that Dave, you know, as I say, um, if I if I ever needed to come to the point where I need to, to shoot somebody, I better have a very very good reason for doing it. Not only because of the law attached to it, you know, as they say, every bullet has a lawyer attached to it, but you or the person you shoot has been created in the image of God. And if, if on the other hand, you're just a product of evolution and there's no God out there and you're just some pool of slime that happened to become intelligent, that's one thing. But if you're created in the image of God, you better have a very good reason 
for taking someone's life. And there are, there are biblical reasons for doing it. But when you have a handcuffed man on the ground and you have three people sitting on him and he's begging for his life, I can't breathe, that, that's not a good reason to do that. So I, I, want, I, want to, I want to stand with the protesters that are doing this in one way. Um, and say, well, this has to end. You know, there was another case where there was a no-knock warrant recently, and they got the wrong house. There was a black man inside. He was uh, never been in trouble with the law at, at all. Um, and, and, and as I would do, no-knock warrant, he had a gun. He picked it up and started shooting. Well, they shot his girlfriend, killed her, and then, then they arrested him for, you know, a violent uh, felony uh, charge against violence against a police officer type thing. And, you know... This Gestapo mentality has to come to an end. The police forces in this country have to realize they are there to protect and serve and not to, you know, kill and destroy. And, and I'm not saying – I'm not casting a blanket on all police officers right now, but there are those that are among your ranks that are unfit to wear the uniform, and they have to be, get to the point where we're going to weed these out because if they don't, uh, and I would say this to the good police officers out there. Like I said, and I, and I know one of, my, one of my very, very best friends is a police officer. Um, and his job is he, – what he does is he investigates corrupt police officers, and, and he says it's a, it's a problem. But it, unless they come to the point and, and willing to weed this out of their ranks, they're going to they're gonna pull back a level of violence that, they, that this protest we see going on right now is only a shadow of. It is going to come back upon them. And they're going to reap the whirlwind if they do not bring this under control. And, and now, and, and with that said, I want to say, Dave, what they're doing now on these burning and, and breaking and tearing down everything is, is, is not an appropriate way to do this. I mean, this has now just taken a, a nature of its own, and the act of violence has taken over. And violence is an intoxicating force. And so we just see this being perpetrated. Right now, uh, according to Breitbart, these, these protests have spread around the country. And so we do not know when this one element that we've talked about so much is going to be the catalyst that sets the whole thing on fire. You know, the, the virus, people have been cooped up, and now you have this catalyst of this man's death, and you see this absolute just orgy of violence being perpetrated. I mean, innocent people being beaten up. I saw a lady in a, in a wheelchair. She was being assaulted and beaten, and you just all the supply chain – and that city is being destroyed. All the drugstores are being destroyed. Everything yeah, but Bob, I want, I want to interject this, though. I, I agree. This is a catalyst, but that's not 100% of the distribution pie for causation. I have clear reports that we have agitators on the ground, and I've got this from one of the federal law enforcement agents I talked to. And uh, Antifa is involved. They're disguised, but they're in agitating. They're bringing in flamethrowers, guns. So the, 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 this is also an event that's being, um, shall we say, capitalized on by the Democrats to further destabilize our society, to blame Donald Trump so he doesn't get reelected. Yeah, well, we, we're going to go there. In fact, uh, we were talking yesterday. We were listening to the police scanners in, in uh, St. Paul, and there was a report, two reports that came in that someone was actually using a flamethrower. And you, you can get a flamethrower. I mean, you can buy military surplus flamethrowers, and somebody actually makes a, a, a commercially made flamethrower. So, I mean, you know, we see this being perpetrated. And again, you're absolutely right. There are absolutely agitators on the ground, 
making this worse. And so they're going to spread it. They're going to use social media to spread this to wherever they can spread it because the goal of the Democrats and those types of people is to bring down the United States as we know it as a free state. That is their goal. They're in cahoots with the Chinese. They're in cahoots with anybody who will destabilize normalcy in this country. And the way all socialist, communist work is through violence. How did the Bolshevik Revolution happen? Well, the word revolution kind of gives it away. It came about through violence. And so the more violence they can perpetrate, the better it is for them. Now, you and I and the people listening right now, we don't have that normal mindset. You, you, you and I just want to go to work. We want to go home, love our families, you know, sit down, maybe watch a sporting event or, or do something normal, go to the park. These people formulate just methods of creating violence. That is their thing. They are so evil and so demonic that that is what they dwell on, making violence, making men hate each other, making racial group people groups hate each other. Any way they can perpetrate this violence upon society, that is what they're going to do. And you're absolutely right. They're doing it so that they can uh, um, bring about you know, D- D- Donald Trump's defeat in November. This is their, this is their stated goal. And they'll, they're going to use whatever. You know, I, I know people thought we were just coming out of COVID-19, that maybe it's over with. Maybe we're getting over the, over the hump. Um, they're going to continue to add case after case after case of this, of, of incident after incident after incident, of just things that bring social disruption to the United States of America until they bring us down. And, and as long as these people are in power, they're going to do this. This is their goal. This is what they want to do, and as long as we the people keep giving them power and putting them back in office, they are going to destroy our country. They're going to use violence to do it. They're going to use hate to do it, and this is what we see going on right now. This is exactly – it comes right out of the Karmarx playbook, and they're implementing it right now. Um, And so where is it going to end, Dave? If we don't put a stop to it, it, it is going to end with a totalitarian state. They get to call out the National Guard. They get to suppress things. They declare martial law. So all rights go away, and then we just see more violence perpetrated upon people who have done nothing wrong, you and me, but our rights will be taken away under martial law as well as what the so-called bad guys' rights will be taken away, and then the state wins in the end. Yeah, but then whose state is it? And um, I'm saying that it's the red state. The, the, yeah, you know, when I look at, you know, and people have asked me, what does Nancy Pelosi and Schiff and all these uh, subversives have to gain by throwing in with the communist Chinese to overthrow this government? The answer is because China's the, the world policeman by, by default, according to the UN and the other bodies. And also they hope to improve their position, they being Pelosi, Schiff and the, uh, the, the whole crew. And they think they're going to get a seat at the table of the new world order and really bob conversely i think they're the, going to be the next brown shirts and 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 their seat at the table is going to be six feet under and they don't even realize it well that, that's what they do with most of the people who create the revolution is they kill them off if you remember during the bolshevik revolution revolution that's exactly what they did those that really started it a lot of them were murdered and killed and so in the end they lost but what these people are getting out of it is is what we've talked about so much they're getting money the Chinese are filtering, uh, fil- uh, filtering money to them. They're getting uh, the the power that they want. 
they're getting all the perverted um, you know stuff that we've talked about they, all these things are being given to them and so they feel empowered and with no thought whatsoever the afterlife of, of they're going to stand before God I mean my gosh Nancy Pelosi is almost 80 years old uh, it doesn't appear that this lady has any thought of an afterlife she just c continues to promote this evil agenda and we're going to see more and more of it. And, and the point is, Dave, once these people gain this power, once martial law is declared, once they've taken the rights of the people away, the state never gives it back peacefully. It, it, it always keeps it. And that's what we're going to see happen more. So the, the COVID virus, these riots, the, the financial fiasco of spending billions uh, uh, trillions of dollars that that we don't have all these things are data points along the way that say this nation is in deep trouble i mean drudge headlines war zone minneapolis more chaos more looting um, unrest spreads in the united states this is what they want and then all, all the while we become a, a, a you know a, a mockery to the world everybody looks at us and just sees that we are we're a house divided and we are a house divided. I don't think since since the 1850s have we seen the United States so divided and primed for a civil conflict as we see right now. And again, you and I, Dave, look at this and say, oh God, please don't let this happen. We don't need this. We want peace. We want men to get along with each other. You know, I don't care if you're black, yellow, red, white, whatever. If you're a good person, I'm gonna treat you as a human being. I'm gonna look at you like my, my brother. But these people don't look at it that way. They want everyone hating one another, and we're at that tipping point right now, just like this. Who would have thought a week ago that you would have had an explosion of violence as we see going on right now one week ago? Who would have thought four or five months ago that we would have had just this absolute insanity of, of social distancing, social quarantining, the the financial just – just this, this financial – Spending spree that people have, that these these people have gone on, that have really bankrupted our nation worse than it was. It, it, it it's happening mm -hmm. at very very quick paces right now. Do you know and Do they, you know Bob where social distancing came from? Uh, well, do you, do you know that story? That. Uh, well, listen, this is so obscure. I don't think anyone knows. Um, I'm a good researcher, and I'm saying because I'm trained in it. I mean, this is what I did academically, okay? So I'm not bragging. I'm just saying this plumber's no plumbing and carpenter's no carpentry, and I know research. And I went on a quest to find out about social distancing. First of all, it's DHS that says social distancing for most viruses is 20 to 28 feet, and it varies. It's not one size fits all, and it's not six feet. The six-foot term came up from a 14-year-old girl in a conversation with George W. Bush. That's the only documentation that exists for the six-foot rule. There is nothing behind this scientifically at all. Well, of course there's not. I mean, you know, people, they, they cough or they do whatever you, whatever you touch. I mean, that, that virus can be spread so many different ways. You don't even, there's no way, when you get sick, there's no way to know how you got sick. I mean, in 99.999% of cases, there's no way to know. I mean, you could have just touched a, a door handle. You could have brushed by something. There could have been a, just a cough in the air. When you go grocery shopping, somebody touched that bag of bread before you bought it. There, there's no way to know. So that the whole thing of what they're doing is designed 
to break down the social fabric, social distancing, it breaks down the social fabric of where we're at. And again, do these riots have the same effect of breaking down social fabric? Absolutely. That's what they have to destroy, Dave. They've, they've destroyed our faith. You know, they, 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 the communists have infiltrated our churches, and we see now churches that are absolutely centers for Marxism and, and preaching, and they don't preach um, the gospel of Jesus Christ. They preach the gospel of racism, that, you know, we have to make amends. There's all this, these other things that they talk about, social justice, but they don't preach the gospel. Where's social so, justice in the Bible? Well, social justice in the Bible is love your neighbor. Yeah, exactly. That's my do point. Do good to those <laughs> Thank who you. do bad to you. That's the social justice. If your enemy thirst, give him something to drink. <clears throat> David, it, it works over and over and over again. A soft answer turns away wrath. You know, what they call social just or social distancing, social justice is nothing about justice. It's about creating animosity and hate. <clears throat> These riots, are, are, they all have the same key elements in play, whether it's the riots or the virus. They all have the same key elements in play. You know, <clears throat> when, you, when, we, when we go to war, we want to create a social distance between us and the people we're fighting. We always come up with names for them, pejorative names. I'm not going to use them, but the Vietnamese yeah, were called I know. something. The Japanese yep. were called something. I mean, it, all, all of these things that we fight, you have to create this animosity, this breakdown of, the, of what God has put in our hearts. God's put in my heart to look at another man, regardless of the color of his skin, and look at him and say, that's a son of Adam. And as a son of Adam, he's my brother. And Mr. Floyd was a son of Adam. Yeah, he absolutely was. His yes. family were children of Adam and Eve. So we ha and, and genetics prove this. We have common blood. It's it's not like they're different. And that's what they want us to think. They want us to think all these differences exist between us, but they don't. They create these so they can create the social break breakdown of the social fabric of society. It happens in marriage, animosity in marriage. They want to create this sexism between men and women. They want to create all these ambiguities among sexes. It all is all designed to do what COVID's done, what these riots have done, what they've done throughout history, and that's break down the fact of love your neighbor as yourself. Do good to those who don't do good to you. You know, it's all designed to do that because, Dave, I can promise you, if – if I go and love my neighbor, whether he's white, yellow, whatever, most likely I'm going to get a positive response from that, even if he doesn't like me to begin with. If I continue to show him respect and love, it's going to eventually break down that barrier of hate in, in most people. Yeah. In, and, in, in the Phoenix area on KTAR radio, which I have mixed feelings about, there's a particularly good talk show host. He's uh, African-American and he's a retired law enforcement officer, high ranking. And his common sense is really almost beyond compare. I wish people like that were running our country, but he made a comment yesterday on his show, and I heard this driving around. He said um, that the media is flaming the racism. Now remember, this is from a man who's black. And he said that uh, what happened in Minneapolis was clearly wrong and he really railed against it. But he went on to say this, and I thought this was very telling. 
cops kill twice as many white people as they do black people. But unfortunately, the media doesn't cover that because they, they want to inflame the racism because they're in the hip pocket of the deep state. They're owned by the deep state. 98% of the media is owned by six deep state corporations. And he made the point that they want to inflame racism so they ignore the real statistics. Do you agree with that statement or not? Oh, absolutely. See, the deep state looks at it, Dave, and they look, they, they, they analyze how is it easy to make people hate each other? How is it easy? What's the easiest path of creating social distancing and social hate among people? Um, and, and what they look at is like, uh, if I look at a person, can I tell their religion? <laughs> exactly. Can I, can I tell their <laughs> politics? Yeah, you look like a Catholic to I, me, Bob. Yeah, but if, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. You look awful uh, Episcopalian, Dave. Yes. Um, but you can tell a person's skin color. And so they know this. And that's the easiest way for an agitator to stir up violence is to, is to pit skin color against skin color. And that's all it is. It's just skin deep. And so when, when they're done, that's the easiest way to create hate in a society is to pit people group against people group. It's the easiest way. So that's what they use. It, it's the low-hanging fruit on the tree for the socialists, the Marxists, those that, that hate, is to pit people group against people group specifically on skin color. And so that, that, that's the method, modus operandi, as they would say. That's you, what they do. You and, know, and so Dave, I'm we, sorry, we, we, you know, um, again, we're about a solution-based program here. You know, this, these riots are going to serve the deep state well mm -hmm. and what they have planned next because, you know, up until November, I'm going to state this. Here's my timeline. Up until November, we're going to see incident. You won't even know what, what field they come out of, left field, right field, whatever. It's like who would have thought this thing would have come out of St. Paul. Um, we're going to see incident after incident of this continuing, continuing, and it'll come up to the election to all be blamed on Donald Trump. And if he does lose, then these people that have used these brown shirt tactics against the people of the United States are going to solidify that power, and God help the United States of America. Uh, well, let me be more specific. It's not God help the United States of America. It's going to be God help the conservative Christians in America, because that's when the persecution is really going to start. It, it will. We will be. We will be the target group of their hatred, and there, we can already see this demonization right now. We're being blamed for COVID. I mean, just they blame us for everything, Christian people for everything anymore. I mean, it's just that's their their standard, you know, regurgitated. What was it? Uh, regurgitants. That's what Steve Quayle calls them. Regurgitants. Um, they, they just keep spewing out the same stuff. And if you say, oh, what was it? Joseph Goebbels said, if I say a, a lie big enough and often enough, people will begin to believe it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're doing. And so we have to look, Dave, at all of these things that are going on, not as as individual incidences, but they are connected. They all have the same basis in their modus of what they're trying to accomplish and the way they the genesis of them. And they have a goal in mind. And with that said, I mean, there's there's another incident coming and I don't know what it is. It could be an incident in the South China Sea. Yeah. It, it could be something in Venezuela. It could be a terrorist attack in the United States. It, it, we don't know what it will be, but it is coming. 
And well, it, I agree. I agree. It is coming, Bob. And, I, and I'm going to tell you this, too. I, I did a podcast on this two days ago or three days ago before the riot started. And I made the comment between now that the lockdowns have some light at the end of the tunnel in some states. It's uh, in a lot of ways we've only traded one set of restrictions for another. But but there is a little bit of light. And I said, don't get your hopes up, America, because until November, you are going to be harassed to the nth degree. And here a day later, the riots start. I mean, it, and it's not that I'm Nostra Hodges and can make predictions. It's just you and I, Bob, know what's going on here. We pay attention and we know that up until the day of the election, this is what's going to happen. But, Dave, it's not going to end there. Um, the, the country is so divided. They've been so successful in dividing us along you know, these racial lines, ideological lines, all of these, and, 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 I, and I'll be the first to say there, there are ideologies in America that I cannot get along with. I cannot get along with any ideology that believes the state is the ultimate power and not the individual, with God as the total power of it all. But, I mean, the, the, the individual in, in, in our uh, republic is the person who, who's supposed to hold the power. The state is subservient to the individual. But there are people out there that believe the state is the one that should be all-powerful. Well, the I Democrats cannot... voted God out of their platform. What do we expect? Precisely. What do we expect? Yeah, precisely. Well, again, I, Dave, I've debated many people in my life, and I take the atheists and I ask them the question, tell me why I can't pull a gun out right now and shoot you. And, well, it's wrong. Well, why is it wrong? A lot of people in history said it was the right thing to do. Pol Pot, Mao Zedong, Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler. I mean, the, the history is filled with people like that that have said it's all right for me to kill you because you're different. I mean... What did Hitler do? He divided, he gave the German people an enemy, the Jewish people. And they all rallied around it and thought they were doing God a service. Mm -hmm. You know, what are they doing right now? They're, they're demonizing different people groups so that we have hatred. And this is why the Bible puts such emphasis on love your neighbor, love yes. your enemy. And I'm not talking about we invite the, the child murderer into our house and give him dinner and let him play with our children. I'm talking about our approach to him is seeing him as is what God created him as and trying to approach him in that method. Now, again, if, if somebody does those crimes, they have to pay the punishment for them. But we don't have this visceral hatred against people just because of who they are as far as their, their religion or, people, or race or whatever. We don't have that. That's what they're promoting. And, I, and if anybody in St. Paul's listening, I, I would just say – if you can, if you're of a different people group than the, than somebody else and you're close to them, try to do a, an act of kindness to them. It goes a long way, Dave. It, it is a fire extinguisher that puts out a lot of hate. If I see someone who's different than me and they're, and they're in need or hurting and I go up to help them, that, that's a fire extinguisher that puts the hate out. That's well, what the Democrats don't want. What a lot of our uh, brothers and sisters of uh, the non-white groups don't realize is we are brothers and sisters and that we have a common enemy, but they're allowing that common enemy in some cases to divide us along these uh, racial lines. Most people don't even have time to be a racist. They're too busy living their lives. That's what a lot of people don't understand. It's not like there's a whole slew of white people sitting around in some back room somewhere. Well, how can we go out and be racist today? 
what these people need to realize that are rioting in the streets of Minneapolis who are legitimately angry and not just being looters, but they're mad about what happened is they need to understand that their white brothers and sisters are equally as mad and they're not going to tolerate it either. And our enemy is the deep state trying to take away our constitutional liberties. This is where we are failing to connect all Americans together. You're precisely right. And and it's working. And, And again, Dave, um, I'm going to draw it back to what we can do. Other than that, Jesus said, and I would say this should be the rule by which we follow and walk in these days right now when there's so much of this hatred out there. Love your neighbor. Yes. Do good unto those that persecute you. You know, if your enemy thirsts, give him a drink of water. That should be the rule by which we operate. Um, if it's at all possible, obviously if someone's pointing a gun at you or trying to cut your throat out or whatever, you have to defend yourself but I'm saying if you find somewhere you can do one of those give your enemy a drink of water incidences do it yes because again it's a fire extinguisher that puts the hate out but it's so hard I can't imagine giving Nancy Pelosi the first drink of water I have well, I have work on to do on that as a Christian I admit that yeah, fully that's yeah, my that, shortcoming that's, that's, it is different Nancy Pelosi is a criminal she has violated her oath of office. She has violated the common law of the United States. She's corrupt. She's committed treason and God knows what else. So, you know, that's not what it talks about loving your neighbor. Um, we can pray for her. I don't want to see her, her eternal soul end up in hell. I don't yeah, want to see that. I agree. But she does need to be brought to justice. I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you find another man, woman out there that might be different than you are in whatever way try to do and follow the words of Jesus Christ and do good unto them try to say this person has a need can I meet this need can I do some small act of kindness and showing love for him and again I just want to say it that's a fire extinguisher that puts out the flames of hate it's hard to hate somebody that's doing that to you even though they're different from you even though all your life you've been indoctrinated into and, and and again, the different different people group communities in this country have been indoctrinated that those people are all bad. I mean, white people have been in, in you know for hundreds of hundred two hundred years in this country were taught those people are not the same as you. Uh, and and subsequently, you know, in the black community, they're talked about all white people are bad. And so we we've had this this deep state indoctrination of what we're expect of other people. And yet the Bible makes none of that. In fact, the Bible says there is neither Greek nor Jew, male nor female. I mean, and I would just ad lib to say white nor black, because we're all children of Adam. So we have to approach it from this, and that's what I'm saying right now, that the medicine for this, what we see, is specifically the words of Jesus Christ and doing what we do. I mean, look at Jesus hanging on the cross, getting ready to die, and what were one of his final last words? Father, forgive them. Davidson shivers up my spine. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. I mean, what greater epitaph could you have than to say that, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Father, forgive my assailant. Father, forgive them. That That's a salve that's going to heal a lot of wounds in this country. You know, what can I do good to those that have this perceived injustice 
it's not perceived injustice. In a lot of cases, it's real injustice. Excuse me. What can I do to show that we're not not everyone is like that? How can I do good? How can I serve? How can I, you know, benefit those that have these perceptions that have been indoctrinated by the deep state? And again, the deep state has to have hate to operate. That is the fuel that powers the engine of socialism is hate and division and and anarchy and lawlessness. And you look at today, what do they promote? They promote all of that. So, Dave, again, I don't know where this is going to head, uh, going to conclude. I, I do know, as a Christian person who believes in the second advent of Jesus Christ, who reads the you know, the, the, the synopsis of what Jesus gave, of the times approaching the second coming of in, in Matthew and Luke and uh, Mark, Revelation, Daniel, you know. In fact, about a quarter of the Bible is, is the predicting, predicting prophecy of the Messiah, uh, of his coming in, in victory. I do know as we see these days approach, we're going to see more and more of it. In fact, specifically in, 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 those, in, the, in the Synoptic Gospels, concerning the end of the age, it says really kingdom against kingdom, but what that actually means is ethnos against ethnos, people group against people group. We're going to see this grow. Now, we can be counterculture to that, but we are going to see it grow. It's just one of those data points along the way that says that the coming of the Lord is near. Just, it's just not one data point. We see all the things that the Bible talks about as the end of the age approaches are going to grow like birth pangs, more and more, greater and greater, more intense, more intense. So that's what we can do. We can be counterculture to it. I'm not, Dave, I made a commitment. I'm not going to be caught up in the realm of hate and racism. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to look at every man like he's a son of Adam. I'm going to give every man that opportunity that, that I would give. I'm a white guy. You know, I'm going to give every man the opportunity. I'm not going to be prejudiced against whether he's white. I'd rather have him than the black guy because a lot of times the black guy would be better than the white guy. I mean, you know, it goes back to Adam Smith's um, The Wealth of Nations. Why do I hire somebody? I hire somebody to make me money. So if I hire a guy in my business, I don't care what color he is, what racial group he is. I just hire him so that he can make my business profit. That's 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 the mindset we should have, not mm-hmm. – the, the racial thing, but going back to what I'm saying is, to, it's going to uh, twofold. One, we're going to—I think we're going to see these things grow. All these natural disasters, all these human—you um, know—breakdown uh, of the social fabric, more and more violence committed, and, you know, against each other. In fact, if we go back to, to Genesis, the Bible says, "As it was in the days of Noah." Well, if you go back and read this, the the account of that, it says the world was filled with violence. And this is violence against the law of God, violence against each other, violence against women, violence against children, violence in marriage, violence here and there. Um, we're going to see that increase. But so then, what do we do, Dave? What do we do other than follow the words of Jesus? Yeah, and, and, and I agree, and I agree. But here's here's where faith gets tested. Where does the dedication to nonviolent resistance give way to self-defense? Well, obviously, I think the, the Scripture makes it very clear. I mean, Abraham went and rescued his nephew Lot when he was kidnapped. There was a violence. There was violence perpetrated against him, or the or the threat of violence perpetrated against them. When that happens, then then the, the rules change according to the Scripture. If someone is coming to kill me, to to injure my wife or children, then common law and biblical law both recognize my right to self-defense. And that's not what I'm talking about. Two different things. I'm talking about 
right now, when I say go do good to people, that is to those people that have this perceived notion that there's there be there's hate being perpetrated upon them by whether because of my religion, my skin color, whatever, and do good to them. That's what we can do individually. But um, if someone comes to injure my family, um, there's no doubt what I'm going to do. I don't care what call they are, Dave. I'm, I'm going to protect my family. And I'm glad to hear you say that because there's a point where we do have to defend those who can't defend themselves. And sometimes they are our family. But there's another aspect to this, too. I expect to see a crossover. We have an estimated 1.3 million embedded terrorists in our country, from MS-13 to ISIS. Even Comey, on July 4th, 2016, said we have ISIS cells in all 50 states. And I expect to see that this violence that's being artificially perpetrated beyond regular protesting, which I think there should be protesting. I think there should be demands for justice. I think people should be pissed. I really do. But Absolutely. but but not burning down businesses in your own community have nothing to do with the fight. They're but but here's here here's here's my point. This is going to transcend um, the artificially manifested racism to the nth degree. And we're going to see terrorism replace it before the election. That's my prediction. Well, the, a lot of what's going on right now is classified as it's classic terrorism. Yes. I mean, you're, you're, you're perpetrating violence upon people who have had nothing to do with this, this murder whatsoever. You're destroying the livelihood and businesses. Actually, some of the, 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 these businesses are in the, the, the community where this incident happened, so they're actually destroying the jobs of people uh, in the black community. I mean, it's just it, – it, it, it's, it's, violence is a narcotic that becomes addictive, and when the people engage in it, they, it just – it knows no end. And so, I mean, the, the dogs of war, we've all read these stories where, in, in, you know, the Pacific Theater, whatever, wherever these wars, the people, men lost their humanity. They lost the, the thoughts of right and wrong, and they just perpetrated violence for violence's sake. That's what we see going on right now. And if it spreads, it, it could be, it really could be a very bad thing for everyone because the deep state would step in and, and declare martial law. And so, Dave, again, as we talked about these are ins these are all data points along the big data point that says martial law is coming global government's coming the deep state is trying to empower itself to become the only potentate on the planet god will be kicked out and if you don't bow down and worship the state then the state's going to bring you know its wrath upon you the these are all done for that reason the deep state wants to be the only potentate the only authority, the only strength. They want to control and manipulate all vestiges of power and authority, as the Bible said they would. So what do we do as people? Okay. Well, let, let, let me let me respond to that real quickly. In a discussion we had prior, you said that a wise man seeth danger and flee. Yes. And, and well, I'm I not so that. sure that we're, in some regard... You know we, that we're you know on this planet, but we shouldn't be of this planet. Uh, to kind of paraphrase the Bible, so um, what do you suggest people do? How do we separate from the coming uh, cataclysms that you're mentioning? 
Well, well first of all, location, geographic location is important. If, and well, first of all, I'm going to say this back up. Our relationship to the Lord God Almighty is the most important thing. He that hides in the shadow of the Almighty is, you know, that's under the wing of the Almighty is, is protected by God in, in, in ways. We, we need to follow the examples of Scripture. We need to be under God's authority that He can bestow His benefit and blessing upon us and that His protection will be upon us until that day He calls us home. Two, we need to really consider, if at all possible, our geographic location. I mean, we look right now, and we see the hardest hit in this COVID epidemic has been people in big cities, specifically Democratic big cities. You have a choice to make. I mean, I talk to people all over the country, and I talk to people up in Massachusetts and New York and all that, and they go, you can own a suppressor. You can own an AR-15 with, with um, 30 round magazines. You can carry it in your car loaded. I mean, it's like, well, we Tennessee is rated one of the top three states in the union. And, and it's like, well, you know, you have a choice to make. I, I know you have a job and you have a life and you have community plugins that you've, you had there, but you have a choice to make. As did Lot, he had to leave Sodom. Is it Abraham was called out of Ur of the Chaldeans, a godless center, to go out into the wilderness find God. Sometimes the geographic relocation is critically important. Get out of the, the jaws of the, the, the deep state, where the deep state is the strongest. Try to remove yourself from that area, if at all possible. I mean, there are people fleeing California right now and never plan on coming back. There are people, because of the COVID, have left New York City that never plan on coming back. They've made, in my opinion, probably pretty smart choices. I agree. And then the other thing, Dave, is, I mean, we cannot overstress the need for physical preparation um, with the spiritual preparations there we have to have that that's the most important thing that we have getting our hearts right with the Lord Jesus Christ having him forgive our sins coming to him and, and, and asking for his forgiveness Two, the physical preparation God gave me this life he doesn't want me to just throw it away saying well you know I'm gonna let these people starve me to death no I'm gonna let them die I'm gonna you know he got I'm not gonna have any way to Pure clean water. I'm just going to die of thirst. I'm going to die because people come and abuse my family. I don't have the means of self-defense. All those doctrines and all those teachings are in the Bible. Self-defense is in the Bible. Defending your family, defending the innocent is in the Scripture. It's not something that we have the option to do. We're commanded to do it. What was it, Nemol or Bonhoeffer that said, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. If I'm silent in the face of evil, I'm evil. I'm, I've become partaker of that evil because I just keep my mouth shut and don't say that's wrong. And so um, the physical preparation of what we need to do, the food you talk about, the water, those are absolutely critical elements because this, again, is another strike at the infrastructure of the United States. This is just one city. It's spread some, some other places we're having protests. But one day the whole, the whole thing could go up like a powder keg, which we are right now. We are a big powder keg ready to explode. And that way, the whole supply chain would break down. And I, Dave, I promise you, I promise you, those people that have said, "I'm just going to trust God. I'm going to do this," you know, you're 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 spreading fear. They're going to be the ones begging for some food. They're going to be the ones saying, "I'm thirsty, and I I, I I've got to go drink that dirty water." And believe me, I've known people that have gotten waterborne illnesses, and they are very very nasty. You know, I can't. They're going to be the ones that say, "The police, where are they at? My family's being terrorized, abused, and no one's to stop them." They're going to be. Those will be the ones that do that. The ones that are wise and prudent are the ones that will have had food stored in their house. 
they will have the ability to procure water they will have the ability to protect themselves they will have the ability to use communication to network among friends so they can form a you know a self-defense league you would call it against maybe marauding people we, we see that now i mean I, I don't know the full story of it so i don't want to give full comment but um i guess there was these group of men that brought their guns down to st paul and were protecting businesses um we go back to the riots in la the koreans they used their ar-15s and stuff to protect their businesses was that right or wrong well it was right it's the right thing to do because you're protecting the innocent and no, there's no greater way to protect the innocent than to protect my family. I mean, that's that's my first responsibility. So that that self-defense, it it has to be there. The communication has to be there. I got I got to interject something here. If you're joining us for the first time here on the Common Sense Show, we're talking here. We've been talking with Bob Griswold. He's the owner of Ready Made Resources, and he's generally recognized, if not the top prepper, <laughs> one of the top preppers in the country, probably the world. And he knows of what he speaks of, and he's talking about the need to get out of the way, the need to prepare for what's coming, because it's only going to get worse. Bob, we got about a minute left here um, in this segment, and I wanted to give you an opportunity, because people are going to say, well, how do I find out more about how to protect myself? Tell people how to contact you and, and what you'll do for them. Well, uh, you know, as time permits now, we've been busier than we've ever been, but as time permits, yesterday I spent probably with two customers uh, and half an hour on the phone just describing and just and helping them go through the situations that they'll need to protect themselves from. Um, I would say this, Dave, we see the supply chain extremely and severely stretched right now. You know, we, we wonder why you can't get – I mean, Dave, just to give you a point, um, the people that make these uh, aluminum pressure cookers, Wisconsin Aluminum, they told me the other day they were 14,000 behind. And it's not just that they can't make them. It's the, it's the handles, the plastic handles, the pressure gauge. The peop- all those little pieces that go in to make that pressure cooker, they're having difficulty getting all those pieces so they can put the full, full puzzle together and make a pressure cooker. 14,000 behind. Think of that for a second. Pressure cookers. Who would have thought it? But that's the way you can food and preserve food. It's a whole economy. The Fed said that we're going to have a 30% GDP dump. And what you're describing there is symptomatic of that statistic. Bob, in the time we have left, which is just a few I'm seconds. Say, well, I'll say one thing. We just got a whole shipment of the KA900 radios in. Um, that allows you to listen to local radio and international radio, shortwave radio, so you can pick up around the world. Um, it's a very good price point on it, right at $100. Um, I, I think shortwave radio, being able to listen to what's going on around the world, is absolutely critical myself. I mean, I, I listen, use it all the time. Yeah. I have I, I, more and more of my friends have started listening to it, and they go, gosh, I didn't know that. That perspective, this perspective. I'm listening to the radio, the too. Yeah, the same thing that you sent me, absolutely fantastic. And next time you're on, I'll have tried uh, my uh, night vision, so we'll be talking about that as well, too. Bob, we just have time for your phone number. Go ahead and give that out. It's 800-627-3809. If you can't get through to us, keep trying. We will pick the phone up. That's right, and the best one of the best websites out there for prep is ReadyMadeResources.com. Bob, thank you so much for joining us. God bless, Dave. Thanks. Stay tuned, everybody.